So, just wondering there, um, looking from Cope's point of view then, just regarding Cope services you outlined there that you have, I suppose, different strings to your bow there. You have uh, meals and wheels, yeah. uh, women and children, households and drop-in and so on. Yeah. So can you kind of give some, you know, figures off the tip of your tongue, I suppose, just yeah. with, with regard to... Yeah, so I suppose to divide it into the three areas are, are all yeah. the people services, um, the community catering meals and wheel service would have 170, 180 meals a day. I'm not sure how many lunch clubs it's currently supporting across the city, so this is where all the people will come out of their home one day a week, maybe one day a fortnight, get together in a communal setting for a meal. Um, local communities are organising those and we're supporting them in terms of helping them to set them up, but also through the provision of the food, um, the food being prepared in our kitchens at, at our community catering service. Um, uh, and then we have a number of uh, small community support projects that are in local areas in the city where the demographic is older people and particularly in in, in local authority um, complexes where the, it's an older age tenants that are in that. Uh, in terms of domestic violence, it's, again, it's a refuge for women and children who need a place of safety because of domestic violence happening from an intimate partner. Um, uh, typically, uh, I guess, in a year, 100 or so, and again, I don't have figures for 2017 yet, but 100 or so uh, women with children will avail of refuge. Uh, um, again, the, the, the families who are using refuge and the women who are using refuge are facing many of the same challenges that families and, and women who find themselves homeless are facing, in that if they can't return to the family home, then finding uh, accommodation to move on to and to move out of the refuge to is very challenging. There's an outreach element of that also, so I guess you know, not all women who are experiencing domestic violence need or will avail of refuge and the, uh, the outreach services are out in the community you know they're about providing support about providing information about providing assistance court accompaniment would feature both in refuge and outreach in terms of women who are going to the courts to seek protection orders to seek safety orders to seek barring orders um in order that they, that they, you know that they can be safe in the in their in their community and i guess then as i said in terms of homeless services <clears throat> what we have is um, we have a range of emergency accommodation services for single person households, both men and women. Uh, we have a Fairgreen Hostel there in the city centre, 26 bed hostel for, for single men. Uh, for women, uh, and this is women on their own, they don't have children in their care, um, we have emergency accommodation spaces in Ossery Lodge in Salt Hill, but also that has capacity and facility to accommodate a number of women with children um, because of the growth in family homelessness over recent years. We've had as many as four families on occasion in that situation. It's it's uh, it's not ideal. It's not a setting that should be used and that we try not to use in any more than in, in in emergency situations and try and keep the stays as short as possible. But that's not easily done either. Just as I said, because of the the, the difficulties in terms of finding accommodation, and then our family support services. Um, as I say, 50, between fifty and sixty families at any one time. I think in twenty seventeen. Uh, uh, between 2015 and 2017 I think 450 families used that service a proportion of them needing emergency accommodation but others needing support around preventing the breakdown of their accommodation needing support you know for periods of time for specific reasons to, to actually help prevent their losing their accommodation um, 
in terms of the 50 to 60 families who are in emergency accommodation, um, we have 13, 14 of those families in housing units, some of those provided by Galway City Council and some that we're actually leasing and renting privately ourselves as an organisation. And that's to, I suppose, give as normal a setting as possible for a family to live in. So it's not, it's not solving their housing need, but it's giving them a good standard of emergency accommodation. But we are reliant on bed and breakfast and hotel and holiday apartments um, to accommodate um, uh, the, the really the vast majority of families who are, who are in emergency accommodation okay. at any given time. And you mentioned personal context, so you know obviously people that are homeless, whether they're homeless for a night or two at a time or whatever, that they kind of generally can at some stage, hopefully, depend on personal context to get into well, a house. very few can, that's yeah. the problem I think our yeah. experience has been that uh, a, a good number of people, particularly who, who secure private rent, they secured it through, through personal contacts. So uh, a family member or a friend of a family member, or you know, uh, and 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 it, in those instances, I suppose the period of homelessness, fortunately, was very short. Uh, in the main, people don't have those personal contacts, and they 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 are simply, I guess, I think it's over fifty percent of households living in Galway City now are living in the private rented sector. That's out of kilter with the rest of the country. I suppose Dublin is probably heading in that direction also. Um, so when, when you put that into the mix, and the other side of it, I guess, is that in terms of looking at the social housing waiting list, there's a housing needs assessment to be done shortly now again. Um, but the last time it was done 18 months ago in, in autumn time of 2016, um, it showed that over half the households on the social housing waiting list were single-person households. Um, so, th again, they're facing a real challenge there because certainly not over half the properties in any, by any manner or means, are one or two-bed properties that would be appropriate to a single-person household in the, in the housing stock generally in the city. So, so I guess that, you know, that there's a, mis a mismatch um, between it. But um, social housing... The social housing allocations that are coming are really, I mean, they, 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 are, they are the sustainable solution for, for the families and for the individuals who find themselves in this situation. Uh, the private rented sector has a role to play and does play a very important role, but in terms of offering security of tenure, uh, in terms of availability, I mean, you, you're looking here, I guess, at you know, uh, you look at a, an, an ad goes up on daft.ie, the number of viewings within a couple of hours of it going up, we've heard tell of letting agents actually taking down ads because they're getting so many calls about it that they, you know, they, they know that the, the, the demand is far outstripping the supply. And I guess, you know, they are the shortcomings in relation, in relation to it and affordability is a, is a big, big factor.